We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend. I'm just giving you a big hug right now as I'm hanging out with you. I hope you can feel my appreciation that I'm sending to you from my heart to yours. So, you know, I love watching those people that I perceive as living an awesome life and learning from them. I want to pay attention to those that I feel are doing it right. The people I know are having a great time in the world seem to have found their authentic power, purpose, and place on the planet. I feel I've personally made some great strides in this area most days, I have to say, are pretty awesome. One of the things that makes my life so great is the opportunity to have conscious conversations with other people who are doing life in a fun, fantastic, authentically empowered way. It's so wonderful when I connect with other people of like mind and we get to come together to collaborate, celebrate, teach, learn, and play. Today, I'm having a super fun time with a guest that I adore. I've had her on this show before and I'm so happy to have her back. Polly Campbell is a teacher with the Daily Ohm and the Growing Edge Institute. Her articles on personal development and spirituality topics appear regularly in national publication. She's a sought-after speaker and blogger with Psych Central, Psychology Today, The Huffington Post, and The Creativity Post. Additionally, Polly is the author of three books, one, Imperfect Spirituality, Extraordinary Enlightenment for Ordinary People, two, How to Reach Enlightenment, which was a great one, and her newest book, which we're talking about today, which is fantastic, How to Live an Awesome Life, How to Live Well, Do Good, Be Happy. So, Polly, I'm so happy you said yes to another conversation with me. Ah, I love coming on here, so I'll say yes anytime. We're just good to go. (laughs) I do love dancing and playing with you because, again, I feel you are someone who walks the talk. I feel like you really um, do the work that needs to be done in order to claim an empowered life. And it does take a little bit of work. We got to, we got to exercise those spiritual muscles. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm, I'm going for that because I've found that the times when I'm out of that alignment, um, the times when I wasn't doing that work and wasn't experimenting or exploring, I, I didn't feel good. I, I didn't feel good physically. I, I wasn't creating the relationships I wanted. I, I wasn't truly in my skin. And, and it just works better this way for me to, to really tap into the energy that we all have, our very essence, and, and to do the things that keep us close to that so that we can live an empowered life and really create the lives that, that we want for ourselves and our souls and our, and our world. I want to I leave something better here when I'm gone. So yes. um, this is the way I can do that. Yes. And for sure you do. Um, Something you write about in your book that I've had to learn for myself that initially I thought was a waste of time, but I found to be so important, is cultivating a sense of wonder and curiosity and play. Can you talk about why that's so important? You know, this this question has come up before with adults because we don't know how to play. And curiosity, I I think, is a huge quality. Curiosity for me is my coping technique. So when I'm in upset or we're dealing with a challenge, instead of going into the worry and the drama of it all, I get curious, huh, I wonder why I'm reacting like this. 
oh, I wonder what it will take to influence this situation. I wonder what I can learn from this situation. And so curiosity gets me out of all kinds of trouble. And it, it moves me into a space of clarity and, and, um, and interest, really, you know, and wonder. And, and when you're wondering, when you're engaged in curiosity in that way, you, you don't have time to worry. You can't do both at the same time. Because one is expansive and educational, and you're getting information you need to go forward in a positive way. And the other one is a cycle of rumination where you're just stuck. And I don't want to be stuck. So curiosity for me is, is like a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's like, ah, oh, here's the deal. I'm going down this road. I wonder what I can get from this. I wonder what I'm going to learn from this. And, and as part of that then, you know, the wonder, the being open to how little we really know and, and being curious about that and, and really asking the questions. And we associate it with a childlike quality. But guess what? It's also a major part of resilience. It's also a major part of overcoming adversity. And, and it's good for us. We want to, when we do that, we are more creative. We are more expansive. We are able to move forward instead of being stuck in the upside. And play brings out all of that stuff. Now, one of the things I really love in my life is, is writing. Um, and it definitely is my work. So can play be work? Yes, if it does that for you. But play is really the moment when we're not concerned about time, we're not thinking about other things we have to do, we're just totally engaged. And mm-hmm. imagine a kid playing with Legos and they're trying to create the, the Enterprise or, you know, a spaceship or an artist who's painting and they, they almost appear manic because there's so much energy coming out. Whatever that is for you, my, my husband will go and, and he'll play basketball. And, and during the time that he plays basketball with these, with these other old guys, He's not thinking about what we're doing. He, he's just lost in, in probably trying not to get hurt, but also he's lost in the game, the sport of it all. So I don't care what play is for you. Play for me is sitting quietly reading a book in my chair. That is really fun for me. It's when I lose track of time and I don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. I don't have to give anything out. I can just take it all in. And that is good for the soul. But also what it does is it puts us in a place physically and emotionally so that we can also do the other things we need to do in our life to cope with the challenges, to answer the questions, to meet the demands of our day. Without it, we lose the valuable neurons and neural pathways we need in our brain to make the connections that we need to solve problems in life, to meet the demands and the responsibilities that we have, to have relationships. So play actually has a very fundamental fundamental physical and emotional ability to to make us healthier so that we can live the rest of our lives in a more organized, healthier way. Yeah, I think it brings us into balance because so many of us as adults, you know, we we have these lists of things we should do. So a lot of times I'll tell clients, okay, stop shooting on yourself. What is it that would bring you joy? What is it you want to do? I don't have time for that. But if you do that, you'll be in better balance. So when you're working on the list or the shooting, you're probably going to be a lot more effective. We need yeah, to have and if, if you're happy, you tend to work faster. <laughs> you know, you make fewer exactly. mistakes. You don't get sick as often. And, and so you don't miss work time. I used to be that person. Well, I don't, I don't have time. I need to work, work 12. What am I doing? You know, since I've stopped that mentality and actually brought the things in that fuel my soul, I've, gotten, I've written three books. You know, it, it's, it's been that kind of thing. So, right, it's, what, how are you spending your time and is it fueling you? And are you moving in the direction that you ultimately want to go with your mission and your purpose in life? And, and play is part of that purpose. 
So true. Because a lot of people are like, well, I don't know what my purpose or passion is. I'm like, well, get in touch with your play and that'll yes. probably start to reveal itself. Yeah. I, I, I think we're, we're hung up on that. Well, I don't even know what I like to, well, I'm a mother. I went years. I didn't even know what I wanted to do anymore. And then somebody gave me a red ukulele for Christmas. I thought, <laughs> oh, well, might as well learn the ukulele. You know what? I am such a terrible ukulele player, but I have a blast when I'm doing it. It's something I don't know how to do well. It's difficult, but it's something that I'm doing. And, and that's play for me. And I never would have thought of that. So pl- purpose and, and passion come out of this exploration of trying things. And some of it you're not going to like. Okay, good. You know, now you know. That's good information to have. But mm-hmm. some of it is going to resonate with you on a soul level. Some of it is going to move you. And, and when it does, everything else becomes lighter. Everything mm-hmm. else becomes uh, more obvious and clearer and, and more enlightening. And with purpose, you don't have to know what it is. You're expressing it right now. It's how you show up in the world. It's how you're relating to the people in your life. And it's, it's the work you're doing. There's a, you know, I, I had a friend who she really felt her purpose was to teach, but she retired from the public school system and she kind of lost her way. And what she didn't realize is she was teaching all the time. She was teaching people like me and the way she handled our relationship and, and guided me with her wisdom. She was teaching her grandkids. She was teaching the people when she volunteered. Our purpose is with us all the time. It's only our expression of it that will change in our lives. And just because your job doesn't express your, your purpose in an obvious way doesn't mean you're not doing it there in your relationships with the way you eat with people in the cafeteria or the way you meet with clients. It is an expression of your purpose as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. But Polly, I'm wondering, what are some of the things that you see with the people you connect with in regards to the barriers to living up to our personal potential? What are those barriers and how can we start to dismantle them? Well, I think we judge ourselves. You know, I think, we, oh, well, oh, I should yeah. be better at this. I should be doing, I should, I should, I should. I'm more interested in what you're doing right now, okay? What is it right now? And, and what, where is the energy in that? What's working for you in, in what you're doing right now? We tend to think in 5 and 10 and 15-year plans. I'm more interested in this moment. What are you doing right now that's going to make this next moment align for you in a way that feels more authentic or healthier or happier? What are you doing? Because right, right now I can talk about And what I do right now will influence the next. And so if I take care of this moment and the next and the next, then today is going to be a pretty good day. And when we talk in terms of potential, you know, I, I have a nine-year-old and, and people have come and said, oh, she's going to be a fantastic soccer player. Well, how do you know? She's not. She's not a very good soccer player. She's got long legs. She's fat, but she's nine, you know? So I'm interested in really the now potential. And what that means is I'm not capping myself off in 10 years. I don't know what my ultimate potential is, but I know what it is now. I know with this set of skills and these things that I learn and this desire that I have, what I can do right now. And I also understand that in this moment, I'm going to continue to educate myself and inspire myself and, and meet the people that can help me and, and teach me. And so my now potential tomorrow is going to be a little different than today because I will have elevated. I'm going to take all those skills and all that positive energy and move forward. So mm-hmm. stop worrying about where we're going 15 years from now. 
Work on this moment. Work on the now potential. Play with what you have and see what resonates. If it's working for you, if there's a high energy, if there's joy and play and great relationships, then continue and continue to leave that mark. And if there are parts that don't bring that kind of energy, that's good to know. Look at those places and and evaluate. Why is this working? Is this in alignment with my values? Is what I'm doing, what I'm spending the majority of my time on, in alignment with the things that matter most to me? And if it's not, it's time to make some of those changes. Yeah, of course, correct. I see it's sort of like life should be like going to a buffet or going shopping. Mm. You get to try different things. You get to try different things. You get to try different. If it doesn't fit, you don't have to choke it down. You don't have to, you don't have to commit to it. Absolutely. Of course, correct. Try something else. Try something else. And it really is to me, it's a collaboration and we're going into the mystery and, and we don't know where it's taking us. So I really relate to everything you're saying. And I totally agree. I'm just doing, I'm following my joy. I'm doing what I love. And I don't know where it's taking me, but I trust it. Well, and right now it's taking you to a good place right now. So you, you got that. And I, I totally, I love the idea of a buffet because, and I, I've heard you say before on your show that, you know, just relax. We hold so tight and, and think about when you're, when you're on a carnival ride and you're hanging so tight to the bar, you can't let go to grab and pull anything else in. You know, if somebody sends a rope to save you, you can't reach for it because you're holding to it so tight to this thing that isn't working. It's okay to let up. When you discover that something's not working the way for the way you need it to work, quit. And I know that's a bad word. And for years, that was a bad word for me until I woke up one day and realized that the goals that I was working toward all these years didn't matter so much anymore. You know, I, I wasn't going to get married. I met this great guy. I wasn't going to get married because I had this plan. Well, you know what? I changed my mind. I wanted <laughs> to get married to this guy. And so I quit the goal that was, was in opposition to that to move on to something that has brought more value to my life. So, I, you know, don't quit to sit on your couch and watch TV unless that really soothes your soul. What I'm talking about is sometimes we need to opt out. Sometimes these things we've been holding tight to haven't grown with us and they no longer fit who we are as we have evolved. That's okay. Kick them loose and fill that space in with something that does uplift you and does drive you and inspire you. And that's where passion and purpose lie. Oh, for sure. I, I, what I get is the, the image of being very flexible. To me, this is spiritual yoga. Life is like, oh, being, love you know, flexible and, and just going with the flow. And I mean, that's how I like to create. Yeah. I think we get to choose how we want to create for ourselves. Yeah. So I, I and we get stuck in the mentality of other people. You know, well, my mom wants me to be a doctor. Well, my husband, will, you know, that's baloney. <laughs> this is your life to live. And, and if you, if they see you shining, if they see you glowing on purpose, if they see you making a difference in the world, chances are they're going to come on along for that ride because we feel good when we're in the wake of others who are doing good things. But at that point, it really doesn't matter what the next thing is doing because you will have reached that place for your soul where you can sing. Yeah, I love that. I can see the image of it. I'm, I'm doing it. I, I feel like we're singing together. I love, I love yeah. the music we're making. So much fun. So something else that I love that you write about and I want to hear more, is how we can access the awesome in others. Yeah, this is actually a, a, a big challenge of mine at times because I'm in the day-to-day -day raising my daughter and, and being married and having these relationships. And, and 
I forget. It's like we were talking earlier that we become so familiar with the view outside our door that we forget how awesome these people are around us. And yet those are the things, my relationship with other people are the things that actually carry me when I can't find the awesome within myself. You know, we all have dark periods. We all have challenges. And it's when we are in those moments that, that we can turn to other people to help us create the atmosphere of awe back in our lives again. And so this was something that, um, that I work on a lot. I, I want not only the people in my life to feel awesome about themselves and feel like they can be authentic when they're around me. I want them to feel safe, but, but I also want to be influenced by them. And one way to do that is, is you need to be vulnerable. And, and you, you, this happened in, in my life a couple of days ago. My husband and I were having disagreement and I was ticked and he was wrong and I was right. And dang it, I was going to overtalk that thing until neither of us could stand anymore, you know, because that was such an evolved way to do it. And finally, I just realized that that no longer works for me. That model just makes me feel icky. And so I stepped back, and I was totally honest. I'm, I'm feeling out of control. I'm feeling afraid. I, I don't mean to overtalk this. I'm sorry. And I just laid it all out there, and it felt scary. And I was infused with this huge energy at the same time. And, and that was a coming together for us. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways to access the awesome in others is to be authentic and vulnerable yourself. Be who you are. Show up and engage and, and make room for them to be safe when they show up and engage. You know, we don't need to play games with each other and we don't need to hide who we are. And if you're with someone in an intimate relationship where you don't feel safe, that's good information to have because that's probably not where you need to be any longer. And, and next time you meet with someone, anyone, you know, the, the, the counselor at your kid's school or the receptionist or the bank teller or whoever, then presume the best about that person because that will help you lead with compassion. Mm-hmm. And people are not always going to do things the way you think is awesome or the way you think it needs to be done or the thing that best serves you. But everything that happens in relationship with other people does serve you. There's a gift there. There's an opportunity to learn something about yourself or to connect with others in a deeper way. So presume the best. Don't go calling, you know, the Internet service provider with a chip on your shoulder knowing how bad it's going to go. Assume that it's going to go just fine and open up to that. I, you know, when I was dealing with our Internet provider on a, on a billing issue a few months ago, I was really honest with that guy. I'm like, I am sure you are the guy that gets all the complaints. And I know that that must get old, but between you and I, I think you and I can fix the situation. And guess what we did? I presumed that he was the go-to guy and I treated him with that level of respect. And in turn, he gave it to me and we solved the problem within a few minutes. So, um, and there's a bunch to this that I really work on, but the other part that I really must work on um, is listening well. And that doesn't mean hearing people. That means listening and looking and connecting with them through gestures and responses and, and hearing what they're saying before I jump in with my but or my what or I don't agree or my response of any kind. Just sit with them and let them reveal who they are to you and then, and then protect that. Because whether you like that or not, they are giving something of themselves. And when somebody gives you a gift, you don't toss it, you don't abuse it, you politely take it and hold it. 
and know where that gift was coming from. And when somebody's sharing something with you, it's the same thing. It's a gift. And so I'm really working hard to slow down in my life to become a better listener in my relationships with the checker at the store, mm. uh, with, with the people that come into play. Because the reality is we've got nothing if we don't have each other. I do believe we're all connected. I feel that. And uh, if I'm going to freak out because somebody cuts me off on the freeway, if I'm going to attack somebody I don't know emotionally or, or to myself, then I'm, I'm hurting a valuable connection, and that ultimately hurts me and all of us. And I just don't want to do that anymore. So I try to slow down and see people where they are and not judge them for where, according to where I want them to be, but let them be where they are. And then I can decide where I'm going to put my time, whether I'm going to spend time with that person or not. I love what you're saying, and and the image that is coming um, to me as you are speaking is just living um, life with a more open heart. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's where and, it all comes from. Yeah, I, and and you get that in return, right? And and compassion is a choice. It's you get to decide. It's not some but something anybody has to earn. You don't. A person does not have to earn compassion. And in fact, the people that that probably by a metric system, deserve compassion the least are the ones that need it the most. Mm-hmm. And so you decide. You can decide right now if you're going to be a person that's going to live and extend with compassion or not. But nobody needs to earn it. It's something you give or you don't. And I just choose to give it. When I'm in my best moment, my best self, I choose to give it no matter well, how I'm being treated better. in return. From my it perspective, feels it feels better. better to be in compassion than judgment. Absolutely. You know, I got and, a big, uh, like, tete-a-tete with uh, somebody on Facebook when the um, issue with uh, Paris occurred. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can pray for the victims for sure. That comes a lot more easily than praying for the perpetrators. Mm -hmm. And that made some people angry that I was saying, we need to pray for all concerned. They're like, how dare you? Absolutely. (laughs) But, I mean, the, the perpetrators probably needed it even more than the victims. There's a reason people feel disenfranchised, right? Yes. And, yes. and you can be the one who doesn't let anyone in your wake feel that way. Yeah. You can, you know what, I, over the Christmas holiday, I'm shopping for my family at the grocery store. And I took my change and I put it back in my purse and I stopped what I was doing, long line of people behind me. And I made eye contact with the checker and I said, thank you. You know, she opened, she's like, you are the first person today who has looked me in the eye to say thank you. Usually people are saying stuff when they walk on. And I thought about that. Can you imagine you deal with people all day long and yet nobody connects with you because of your job? That's just not how I'm going to roll because of me, because of what I need in my life. And in her sharing in that moment, she made me a better person. She gave me a gift of her attention and it reminded me who I am. And, and that's irreplaceable to me. That was a growing moment for me. Yeah, I think to lead with appreciation really um, paves the way for life to be amazing and awesome. You know, I think appreciation is a really foundational um, key and principle if we want to open up more fully to that connection to others and the connection with the universe. And that's where I think joy comes from. Yeah, absolutely. It allows us to see all that we have and, and to connect with others in a way. And awe is all about connection. And right. And And the great thing is, Tammy, is you can do it right now. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to lose weight. You don't have to have more money. You don't have to take a trip. Right now in your very next interaction, you can be appreciative. You can be compassionate. No matter what happens, it doesn't even matter what happens. You can decide right now that that's just who you are. And when you do, your life will change right now. 
I love it because you're speaking truth with a capital T. <laughs> I love it too. It, 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 it's changed my life, really. I hear it. And again, you know, that's why I like speaking with you because I feel like you are living the principles and it hasn't been handed to you. It hasn't been easy. You've had to do the work. But because of that, you're able to really support others that um, want to kind of draft behind you. You give such practical tools, such wonderful um, nuggets of wisdom and advice. So I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. I, I am too. I'm grateful for that too. And I'm, I love connecting with people about this and people have shared so much with me over the years that it, it just seems like how it should go. You know, we can help each other and, and teach each other and hold space for each other as we learn this stuff. For sure. So Polly, if people want you, they want to get a hold of your book, they want to connect with you, how can they do it? Come find me on my website. It's www.imperfectspirituality.com. You can link to the books, which are also on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, at Powell's.com, your neighborhood bookstore. You can also find me and hit the buttons on my, my website to find me on Facebook at Polly Campbell or Imperfect Spirituality. And you can find me at P.L. Campbell on Twitter. All these handles. I mean, look at this. All this information. Yes, at P.L. Campbell. Tweet me. I, I get really excited when I see tweets come up. I know. It's fun to connect. I mean, to me, this, this show is about relationship. My life's about connection. And I think social media has been a blessing from my yeah. perspective. I'm me appreciative too. for Mike, Mark Zuckerberg and for Twitter and, and Skype and, and technology. It used to be kind of like something that scared me. But now I'm just so, so grateful for it because now I get to connect with, with you and my friends in uh, Detroit that are putting this all together through Empower Radio and rippling out into the world. So. It's super exciting, super exciting. So much to be grateful for. So, Polly, thank you again for saying yes to another conversation with me here on Journey to Center. And thank you to my listeners for taking time out of your day to hang out with us. If you want to get in touch with me, TammyBPhD at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Tammy Balashevsky. Come to my website, TammyBPhD.com. And be in touch. Ask questions. Tell me what you're thinking. What's on your heart? God bless you. We love you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.